This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a fantastic day. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. A fantastic <laughs> day. Because we have two great things going on today. Yes, indeed. We have two things to celebrate. And one of them is actually one that we have definitely all come across it. So from homes and streets to peoples and cars, the colors of the UAE national flag are everywhere today to celebrate the UAE Flag Day. What a special day it is because this flag is a symbol of unity, of sovereignty, of pride. And I'm so excited that we are once again celebrating it right here in the UAE. And this time it's very special because we do know that this year is the Golden Jubilee year. It marks 50 years of growth, prosperity, advancement, and the UAE flag is the best representation of all of this. Did you know that the colors of the UAE flag day each represent one of the values that the UAE stands for? So mm -hmm. let's talk about the red color in the flag. So the red color represents bravery, strength and courage. And these are all meanings that we found right here in the unity of the different Emirates. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the green color, it represents hope and joy, optimism, love. These all also represent what the citizens of this country have for this land and the color white actually represents peace and honesty and we do know that this is a very honest country that we are currently living in while black stands for the defeat of enemies and it's also a color that represents the strength of the mind amazing now we can see that all these colors mean something and literally we live this and the uae does go by this every single day we also got the Sharjah International mm -hmm. Book Fair ladies and gentlemen that has kicked off today November 3rd on a Wednesday we had the morning measures team Ahmed um, Dawood and Abdul Karim Hanif from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. you guys probably heard them if you were in your car before yep. us and you know it's an it's an it's an uh, it's an event not to miss the International Book Fair is something I wait for every single year and you know you're inspiring people with your book recommendations yes. we've got Rania Saadi who's actually taking after your advice the so <laughs> yeah. we gotta hear what you are recommending for books this year recommending forever and ever and ever until my last breath The Alchemist <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that book has changed my life and if you do want to get that book head on to the Sharjah International Book Fair or Book Festival at the Sharjah Expo Center is on from, from November 3rd to November 13th. So do get your guys in there in the Expo Center. It's amazing. Got workshops and you could probably meet the Pulse95 team as, the, as well. And Omnia, mm. personally will be there yeah on friday i'll be joining the team and seeing exactly what this book fair is holding what i've heard is that it's showcasing over 15 million books so any bookworms out there even if you're not a bookworm this is the book fair to go to and today today this year's theme it's first off it's the 40th edition but this year's theme in specific is there's always a right book so there's always a right book for you no matter what type of reader you are what genres interest you there's always always a book that is exactly fitted to your interests but you know speaking of how amazing of a day it is we've got lots to share with you right here on future talk and we're so excited to get to talk about the uae's latest accomplishments when it comes to climate innovation since news have it they are currently collaborating with the united states to launch a four billion dollar initiative to drive climate change and climate innovation in agriculture 
at the latest uh, conference that has been taking place, which is known as the COP26. Yes, they're also talking about Apple cutting the iPad production to feed more computer chips or, or um, yes, computer chips, chips to the <laughs> iPhone 13. Now, we do know that the iPhone 13 apparently is one of the best sellers so far this year. Yep, and a big shortage is actually happening for it. Yeah, and for and even though, you know, the co-founder of Apple said there's no difference <laughs> between the iPhone 13 and the iPhone 12, people, people are still flocking to buy that iPhone 13. Yes, indeed. And just yesterday, Hani was like, Omnia, have you heard anything about the whistleblower? You know, ever since Facebook rebranded to Meta, we haven't actually heard anything from the well-known Facebook whistleblower Frances Hogan, who was a former employee. But now she has spoken up and we are telling you exactly what she said about the Facebook's rebrand Meta. If I can give you any hint, there was nothing positive about her statement. She was just bringing Facebook down <laughs> from the get-go. Yes, and also we're talking about how Apple might add a car crash detection automatic 911 contact to their iPhones. Now, we do know the Apple Watch does have a fall detection that will call emergency services if you fall. So now they're bringing something to the iPhone as well. Yes, indeed. And we are going to be talking about the well-known Elon Musk once again, because he came out saying that, well, first off, we, we got to talk about the United Nations. They said that just a small fraction of what Elon Musk owns could possibly solve world hunger. Mm -hmm. And Elon Musk had a very interesting statement to share about that. And we're going to be telling you all about it in just a few moments. Lots and lots is in store right here on the show. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The UAE has definitely been making great strides when it comes to saving planet Earth, becoming more sustainable, and also driving climate innovation when it comes to agriculture. There is a conference that took place yesterday known as COP26. And the main aim behind this co uh, conference was to try and establish some bullet points, some drivers to try and create climate innovation and the uae actually is partnering with the united states they have launched a four billion dollar initiative to try and bring that into reality and it's amazing because we've seen the uae actually creating a lot of strides when it comes to sustainability we've got an entire sustainability city right here in the uae in the emirate of abu dhabi we've seen Sharjah carrying a lot of initiatives through bia through tiny steps that are actually causing big changes but this is by far one of the biggest initiatives that the uae has ever held to try and fight climate change in collaboration with the united states yes now the uae and the u.s have unveiled a joint initiative to drive rapid and transformative climate action in the agriculture sector at COP26 in Glasgow. Now, as they do look to boost investment in science and innovation to ensure the sector does contribute to solving the climate crisis. Now, the Agriculture Innovation Mission for Climate, or also known as AIM for Climate, has mobilized four billion US dollars of increased investment to enhance the resilience to climate change, including a $1 billion contribution from the UAE. Now, the, UA, the UAE-US initiative is the first global um, agriculture and climate change coalition of its kind. And, you know, AIM does, uh, you know, have a climate diverse list of supporters that does compromise more than 30 countries from six continents, including the recent addition of Azerbaijan, Canada and the UK. Now, I mean, I'm looking at this being a very, 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 very good thing because 
again, we're looking at how a lot of entities, a lot of big entities say, hey, climate change doesn't exist. Mm. And if you remember Omnia, you know, the, the, you know, the circus we had with the Trump administration, he pulled out of the Paris Agreement saying, yeah, climate doesn't, <laughs> there's nothing called global warming, there's nothing called climate change. It doesn't exist, it's just the hawks. Yeah, and you know, thankfully, you know, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden has came and, you know, they're trying to fix the mistakes of the last four years. Absolutely. Now, nearly 25% of all greenhouse gas emissions actually come from agriculture. And that is a statistic that I actually never knew before. So trying to maneuver and create new technology when it comes to agriculture will help at least cut down on the greenhouse gas emissions. So we're looking at a big goal by the year 2025 that the UAE is trying to establish through these technological breakthroughs when it comes to the world of agriculture. Now, the UAE's envoy for climate change and ministry Minister of Industry and Advanced Technology, Dr. Sultan Ahmed Al-Jabir, actually said that focusing on the sector of agriculture has been previously overlooked in terms of the opportunities that it offers for the global climate action. And this is exactly why the UAE has actually invested over $17 billion in clean energy around the world to try and promote green innovation and growth when it comes to the energy sector. He also added that whenever we're talking about greenhouse gas emissions that come from agriculture, we cannot forget that the world's growing population is becoming more and more dependent on all of the climate vulnerable food production. And we do see a big urgency when it comes to trying and figuring out, you know, some different ways to kind of cut down on these gas emissions, but also provide food and make sure that in a couple of years, five, ten years down the line, we don't have a crisis when it comes to world hunger. So I'm so glad to see the UAE collaborating with the U.S. And I yeah. cannot wait to see what this initiative will bring. Fun fact, Omnia, the UAE was the first country in the Gulf region to actually sign and ratify the Paris Agreement and the first country in the MENA region wow. to commit to an economy-wide reduction in emissions. That's amazing. And the UAE's strategy to reduce carbon emissions by 2050 was actually revealed or unveiled last month with 600 billion dirhams invested in clean and renewable energy sources throughout the next three decades. That is amazing. Let us know your thoughts. 4215 Dort Salat or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. As the UAE is looking to become more climate change friendly when it comes to agriculture how are you becoming more sustainable in your day-to-day -day life it could be small steps you know stopping using plastic bottles or cutting down on plastic bags that you use at the grocery store what small steps are you taking in your day-to-day -day life coming up on today's show we're talking all about apple and if you have purchased or been looking to purchase the brand new iphone 13 but found it out of stock because trust me this has been an ongoing issue i can count a couple of friends who have been trying to get the iphone 13 and haven't been able to find it anywhere well there's a good reason behind it and apple is making big moves to try and solve that issue Let's keep us 25 locked we'll be right back daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world the Big Apple, and we're not talking about New York City, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Apple and how they are cutting iPad production to feed the computer chips to the iPhone 13. Now, we do know the iPhone 13 has been making crazy headlines. And, you know, to be honest, the, the camera on that phone is ridiculously good. Yes. I mean, the cinematic <laughs> mode, the way they take pictures. I was like, man, I look at my iPhone 12, I'm like... You're what old a piece now. of garbage, <laughs> right?
right? But again, we're looking at iPhone 13 has been in a huge demand. And Apple, they can't, they, they can't, you know, pr produce that many because of the chips. But now they will cut back production of the iPad tablets to allocate more components to the iPhone 13, which is a sign the global chip supply crunch is hitting Apple harder than previously indicated. Yes, indeed. Now, production of the iPad has actually been cut in half from Apple's original plans for the past two months. And the reason behind that is that is because they wanted to add those parts for the new iPhone 13. I'm not sure if a lot of people have noticed, but the iPhone 13 has actually been going through quite the shortage, especially around the world, but also right here in the UAE. A lot of stores are actually out of the iPhone 13. Many people have pre-ordered it, still waiting on it. There are delays. And that's all because the iPhone 13 production has actually been hitting a roadblock because of the factory closures that took place in Asia and the high demand uh, for the iPhone 13. So Apple has, trying to, has been trying to kind of like fix this issue, cutting down on certain places, mm -hmm. trying to make it up from the other end. And a lot of companies have actually been struggling with a very similar situation because of the long-term supply agreement with chip vendors the cause behind this is because apple while it has been manufacturing a lot of its chips it still depends on other factories to get some of those chips as well so they are now prioritizing the iphone 13 production because they do forecast a bigger demand for the smartphone than for the ipad and i feel like that's that makes sense a lot of people are more interested in buying whatever is new rather than buying the ipad i don't even feel like there's a big market for the ipad to begin with yeah well uh, believe it or not omnia uh, the ipad actually uh, when we're talking about the market of it mm -hmm. it actually skyrocketed during the covid 19 pandemic because mm -hmm. you know a lot of kids Unfortunately, they're not that good with laptops, believe yes. it or not. They're more used to the tablet phone type of feel, and the, mm -hmm. iP the iPad does provide that. But again, I do believe, just like you said, Omnia, the, I, I think there's a demand on the iPad, but not as much as the iPhone 13, which is their flagship, which is their moneymaker. And again, I'm really excited to get the iPhone 13. I'm going to get it soon enough. Soon. I hope so <laughs> soon. You know, I keep saying soon. But then I look back, I'm like, you know, there's a point of where you say to yourself, haram. Le right? haram. No, haram, because it's an iPhone 12, I'm going to iPhone 13. Oh, yeah, It's not a big upgrade. I don't really need one. I yeah. want one, but I don't need one. True. Right? I feel like if you have a 12, the 13 is just going to be an upgrade in terms of the video camera, video, not even the actual camera. The screen is, is nicer. You yeah. got the 120 hertz refresh rate, which is... It feels like you're, you're 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 moving water with your fingertips, <laughs> which is you know also something I'm jealous about. But anyways, you know the co-founder of Apple actually came out a couple of days ago. He was like, "Hey guys, by the way, you know there's not a big difference between the iPhone 12 and the 13." Shocking statement coming from the co-founder of Apple. To yeah, be honest. but guess what? No one cares. They're mm -hmm. gonna buy it if you tell people, right? That hey, the iPhone. If Apple comes out and says don't buy the iPhone 13, people are gonna buy the iPhone 13 to know why not they to buy the buy iPhone it. 13. True. A lot of people are big fans of Apple, and we're only seeing this with the shortage that has been happening with their chips. Let us know if you have bought the iPhone 13 and what are your thoughts about it? What's your experience? Is it worth the money or is it not? Coming up on Future Talk, we've got lots to share with you when it comes to drama between Facebook, the new rebrand Meta, and the Facebook whistleblower Francis Hodgson. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, 95.
This is drama that is never ending, or at least never ending in the near future. We're talking all about the drama between whistleblower, the Facebook whistleblower Francis Hogan, and the new Meta rebrand. Now, this is so, this is so interesting because just yesterday, Hani was like, you know, Omnia, since Facebook rebranded to Meta, we haven't really heard about Francis Hogan making any statements. We spoke too soon because she just came out saying and called out F- uh, Facebook CEO and Chairman Mark Zuckerberg to go ahead and step down. You know, shouldn't even shouldn't even wait. Shouldn't even say to like reconsider the decision. No, she wants him to go ahead and step down. Is he gonna step down? Of course not. But there's a reason behind this statement, and she feels like the co- the rebrand was merely a cover up. She feels like it's it's um, not only her Omnia. It's Yeah. You feel that as well. I do feel that as well, but I also feel like... She, so she came out saying that him rebranding and deciding to rebrand the company as Metaverse is only going to cause Facebook to prioritize profit even more. Because something that a lot of people don't know is that ever since Zuckerberg rebranded and a little bit before then, he actually hired 10,000 employees to work on virtual reality, games, video games, and... You know, thinking about it, instead of going ahead and, and trying to fix the issues that he was struggling with or the company was struggling with, he's just looking for more money. Now, you know, Omnia has been saying throughout the past couple of weeks, or sorry, ever since, you know, the announcement of the metaverse that, you know, CEO Mark Zuckerberg is um, covering this up. I do think maybe it's a cover up. Maybe it all came at a good time. Mm. Or we can get even deeper, Omnia. Mm. <laughs> We can go deeper. Yeah, I can feel that. Why? Right? We're going to go even deeper into the conspiracy theory. Yes. All right. Francis Hagen is a paid actor to come out as a whistleblower to gain even more traction so we can talk even more about them, to talk even more about the metaverse. Are you sure about that? Because I don't think he'd meet with... The, did you see what I... Did you see the video I shared with with yeah, the Zuckerberg? I, I, that, was bef- that was before. No, he stood before the Senate. But yes, after Francis Hogan came before. out. Before the video was before. Yes, I've seen it, but it's been it's okay. before and about the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give a quick recap to everyone tuning in. So I came across the video of Zuckerberg, um, the Senate. I got, I believe he was standing before them in a court hearing. Yeah, in the U.S. Yes. Yeah, and he came out. Um, the judge asked him. He was like, "If I asked you right now to share your hotel um, booking where you are currently residing, which hotel you're in, would you share it?" And of course, he was so you know he was so astonished by this question. He was like, "Of course not. Why? Why would I ever share it with you?" He went on one more step and he asked him if he would. What well, did he ask him if he would share his yeah, contacts? If I if if uh, you can tell us who's the last person you called yes. or contacted. Yeah, and of course, once again, Zuckerberg was like, "No, I don't feel comfortable sharing this information." And that's when the judge used that against him and told him, "But that's exactly what you ask everyone to share mm. when they use Facebook, when they download WhatsApp. The first thing you get is allow WhatsApp to access your contacts or allow Facebook to access your Instagram uh, contacts." So it's a similar story no, if no, you think no, about no, it. You're, you're right, Omnia. But mm. the point I'm I'm kind of on the fence with is that every app asks you to sync your contacts, right? If you want to connect with them, obviously. Mm. If you don't want to connect yeah. with them, don't sync them. And everyone, when so obviously the Senate comes from you know good intentions. Yeah. He doesn't want you know data privacy 100% with you on that one. Yeah. But still, 
a lot of apps ask the same. No, no, not only that, but still, when I go to Facebook and I say, Hanny has just checked in at the Pulse95 studios, I willingly post that yeah. I am there. And people used to do that just to say, hey, I'm at Disney World. Hey, I'm here. I, I'm I'm in charge. People do that willingly, mm. right? So it's kind of it's kind of not the same concept, but it's the same concept. And going back talking about the conspiracy theory, how Francis Hogan, you know, is on the deal with them for good PR. Mm-hmm. Omnia, how many times has Facebook been, you know, um, bashed by the public? How many times has he stood before a court, before a Senate, before the Supreme Court, before he has traveled to Europe? Or He's a regular now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. How many times? So is one more time going to make a difference? Mm. True. It's one more time. It's not going to make a difference. But now, if you see Omnia, mm-hmm. what is the chain of reaction? Mm. So we get the so Facebook goes down, WhatsApp goes down, Instagram goes down. Uh, Francis Hogan comes out, and says, "Hey, he he did he went like he did this because you know we got dirt on him, right?" The stories have been on the headlines. Everyone's been talking about how you know it's crazy that we were disconnected from the world and we need social media so much. Blah 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 blah. It was the talk for a while. Yeah. You know, even if it wasn't a tech show or it was a tech show, everyone was talking about it, right? Second of all, whistleblower comes out and it the the plot. What happens? It thickens. Yeah. Because now what we're talking about, we're talking that, hey, this happened. The shortage happened. The cutout happened because Zuckerberg was hiding something. Yeah. Right. And then the plot thickens again because Francis Hoggins comes out and says, yeah, he needs to go to a Senate, needs to uh, stand trial. And then the fourth and final nail in the coffin, the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Hey, we are rebranding Facebook. Yeah. So for the past three weeks, you have gained a spotlight on Facebook. Facebook has been the center of attention in the tech world and in the normal world. True. And so. I feel like that's that's what Zuckerberg wanted from the get-go. So his PR is a machine right now. He's going crazy. Yeah. People want to know how, what is this metaverse, right? And what their plans are. And, and what their plans are. And, you know, just last month, Omni, just like you mentioned, they hired 10,000 new staff in Europe. And over the next five years, you know, it's going to be a bid to build the metaverse, which would use VR to make online experiences. So in my opinion, mm. right... Yes, there could be a controversy or sorry, a conspiracy theory regarding the cover up, the the rebranding, but also I think Mark Zuckerberg is smarter than all of us. I do believe that as well. He's he's been there before, so it's not too difficult of a story for him to maneuver. Now when Hogan asked or reco- you know, she requested that Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg goes ahead and steps down. Zuckerberg asked if he should step down, went ahead and, and, and rejected it. And that I mean, makes sense. But Hagen responded and said that she believes Facebook would be stronger with someone who's willing to focus on safety. She also went on saying that, you know, whatever he did, you know, rebranding the company to Meta does not make him a bad person. He made mistakes, but it's unacceptable to continue to make the same bad mistakes after you knew that those are mistakes. Hogan did testify before the US and UK lawmakers in the past few weeks, but the web summit, which she officially opened with an explosion of confetti raining down from the ceiling, marked her first appearance before a wider public. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, looking at it, I feel like Personally, I feel like it's just not the right time for Facebook's 
CEO to launch Meta. Um, many people are, are, they feel like, you know, it's it's an interesting concept wanting to create chats and, and make everything feel a lot more realistic. Like you're doing it face to face instead of scrolling down social media, you become a part of social media. I just don't feel like it's the right time for it. Let it's always the thoughts. right time. It's always the right time. Yes. <laughs> Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215. Or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We are taking a short break, but when we come back. We're talking all about the Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, the Sharjah, Bro- <laughs> Sharjah International Book Fair application that they have launched to make this trip to the book fair. One of the biggest events of this year right here in the heart of Sharjah become a lot more easier for its visitors. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Today is a special day because we are celebrating the 40th edition of the Sharjah International Book Fair. It started off today and it's going to be going on for the next few days up until the 13th of November. But to make everyone's visit even more even easier, even more fun and exciting. We have got one application that has been the has been making the process to visit the book fair a lot faster and easier. The Sharjah International Book Fair have launched the SIBF mobile app where you can find everything from workshops to sessions to book signings to what books you may be interested in. Everything is available on the app. It's a one-stop shop and we can't wait to share it with you. So to begin with, the app is named SIBF. You can find it on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store. And it's free to download. Anyone can go ahead and download it. But we're going to walk you through this app and what it has to offer. Yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this app is one for the ages and you can use it while you're at the Sharjah International Book Festival. Now, what what this application is offering now, it is going to include, you know, access to the fair's programs, including sessions, workshops, shows, and publishers list, and even a feature that I like the most, Omnia, mm. which is the books on display. Mm-hmm. So you're going to know which books are available at the Sharjah International Book Festival. And also, Omnia, the app does enable users to plan a schedule and receive notifications of the timings they wish to attend. So you don't have to wait and say, when is it gonna happen? And run and you get a notification on your phone as if you have a calendar event. Literally, and you know, speaking of books and being able to find the books that you're looking for, you can even find where they're located. So let's say you want The Alchemist. When you search that book on the app, you'll find out exactly which hall it's available in, which uh, publishing house is actually publishing it and also the price of the book itself Um, you can even search for authors so let's say you like the specific author but you don't know which books does he also write did he also write and publish Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can access that on the app as well speaking of events you've got everything listed you can even see what events are or what workshops are being held in the next two days in the next three days on the weekend let's say and you can even register to go to the book fair itself through the app, you can find the location, get directions, a floor map, and register to visit. Honestly, what a wonderful app. It's been carefully curated to even showcase what guests are going to be there, what events are being held, what authors are going to be holding their signings. And, you know, there's there's literally no need to get a brochure anymore because it's all found on the app. Very easy to access. Yes. And now, again, ladies and gentlemen, this just goes to show how digitalization is becoming a very important part in our you know daily life and when events like this 
of such magnitude. Now, the Sharjah International Book Festival is huge. The Expo Center is huge. Yes. I personally have been to the Expo Center more than 20 times, and mm-hmm. I still get lost. It's very big. It's and very the book big. fair is even bigger. So you're with having an app like this, you're basically having a tour guide in your the palm of your hands, mm-hmm. and you will know where to go when these sessions will be starting. So let's say you have a session that you want to attend from author X, for example, yeah. right? It's at 4 p.m. Right now it's 3 p.m. Now you can, you know, manage your time to go get a bite to eat. And, oh, you made me remind, remind me of something. What? The food there was yes. so good last time. It is. In 2019, I think I gained like four <laughs> kilos in the span of 14. I think it was like 10 days yeah. in 2019. I gained so much weight. But, you know, mm. I could have gained more, but I didn't gain a lot. You know why, Omnia? <laughs> why? Because you're walking. Walk- you know how many steps I was finishing towards every day? Around 14,000 steps. Wow. So, <laughs> listen, you're getting a good exercise, right? Yes. You're eating good food. And your you're, mind is eating good food. You're Exactly. And you're attending workshops that will increase your knowledge. And on top of all of that, you are getting to buy books. Who doesn't love books? So, again, ladies and gentlemen, Sharjah International Book Fair is the place to be in Sharjah, people from far and beyond come right here to the UAE and specifically Sharjah to attend this book fair. Yes, indeed. Even if you have a favorite author and you're wondering if they're going to be there for a book signing, you have access to all the authors that are going to be there for the signing corner. So anything and everything or any questions you may have about the book fair, the Sharjah International Book Fair, the answer is found in this app. Once again, it's the SIBF app available on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store for free, easy to download. So make sure you go ahead and download it. Taking a short break, but when we come back, mm-hmm. we are talking all about the Apple iPhone and how they may have a quick car crash detection and automatic 9-11 uh, contact. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're not done talking about Apple just yet, as the new iPhone or I the new the next coming iPhone may add car crash detection automatically call 911 contact, which is emergency services in the United States. Over here in the UAE, we have 999. Over there, they got 911. Yes, indeed. And we can't wait to see this feature hopefully be introduced right here in the UAE very soon. So, for those of you who own an Apple Watch, you must have seen that it can automatically contact emergency services in case of a fall or even just, you know, even your phone, you can get SOS on it. But having this ability automatically be uh, enabled is going to save the lives of many. Now, the potential for crash detection and automatic 911 dialing has been coming after a report suggested that Apple needs to expand its emergency services and make sure that people are safer whenever they own the phone simply without necessarily having to do anything additional to it. So let us know what are your thoughts about adding a new 911 crash service. I feel like just the, you know, the same way we've seen a success in it with the Apple Watch, it's going to gain the exact same success if it's introduced to the iPhone. Yes, we might look at it, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, implemented with specific cars that support CarPlay, yep. which is, you know, the the Apple iPhone system for cars. So I think it would be good 
you know, it would be something that uh, the, the, the general public could benefit from. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. But this does conclude Future Talk for today. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95.